Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. It's last call at the dive bar. <laughs> Who's going home with you, Matt? <laughs> Pete Dan's getting paid off in queso behind the back, by the way, uh, to to give UTEP uh, propaganda. With SI's Pat Forty. But if you're a Washington State player, I I would feel very disappointed in my coaching staff that they basically chose to bail on this season. Here's Pat, Pete, and Dan. Uh, welcome to the pod. I am back. Back from where, Dan Wetzel? You know, I like that you guys didn't know. <laughs> Points unknown. <laughs> Did Vol Twitter kidnap you? <laughs> I was not on Knoxville radio, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Just like you, Pat Forty. <laughs> For now. Become, your ban, ban, banishment from Knoxville radio has become an ongoing saga. There was awful <laughs> announcing did a blog post on this. Yeah, that kind of freaked me out. Like, it, it, it must have, like, I don't know. People got that at the same time. I had, like, five texts within minutes of each other, like, what's this? Or that's hilarious. Or what did you do? <laughs> well, look, the world of the world of media aggregation, anything on Twitter is immediately <laughs> aggregated. Yeah. That's all it's just, and just taken as fact. It doesn't really matter if there's any factual basis to it or not. But it is true. You were you were banned, apparently, although I, you're going to make an appearance. This banishment is not permanent or what is going uh, on? Are you, you going to be are the good folks of Knoxville going to be able to hear your voice as they drive around? I hate to break it to banishment, Brian, but uh, <laughs> I, I was approached by two people from his station. Uh oh. Wanting me on. In defiance of the banishment, and I will be making an appearance. Yes, I don't know whether I'm. I don't know whether I have clearance don't say to say yet. when. Yeah, don't say because this is going to be a fight. If you, if you miss this storyline, Pat sent a tweet out late Saturday night after during the twenty minute delay when when Tennessee fans were throwing crap on the field, and a man named Brian Rice. From the uh, sports radio WNML. The sports animal. The 2020 Knox Stars winner of favorite local radio personality. (laughs) The favorite. (laughs) The favorite radio local radio personality in Knoxville declared that Pat was just terrible because Pat sent out a tweet calling the Tennessee fans petulant. A pitiful display by the petulant fan base. He took great umbrage at this, 
uh, appears to want to be the biggest defender of Tennessee, which is a good business strategy. I'm on his side. (laughs) This is all, yes, it's straight out of the Homer 101 handbook. That's all right. That's, I mean, that's, that's how it works these days. Yeah. Uh, The P I have been trying to get you banished from this podcast for years uh, failing Uh, people. Look, fans are really sensitive and they need propaganda. There's a street (laughs) that anytime any scandal breaks, doesn't matter whether it's cheating. It doesn't matter if it's political. It doesn't matter if it's business. It doesn't matter if it's people throwing crap on a field. There's three strategies. Number one, it didn't happen. (laughs) Number two. If proven, if proven that it did happen, like the cheerleaders have to duck, you just say it wasn't that bad. Right. Okay. Number two, other people do it too. Yep. What about ism? Yep. Number three, the media picks on us. There I don't care go. if you were in the White House or you were at a Little League game. Those are the three strategies of propaganda in the world. It has always worked. <laughs> Vladimir Putin does it. Did we get cheated? Did we get caught cheating? Doping the the para the Paralympics? Didn't happen. Well, if it did, it wasn't that big of a deal. Everyone else is doing it. The media is picking on us. It doesn't matter. Shiny, everybody does the same three things. So you are the media picking on them. You have been banned from Knoxville Radio, but this guy, Brian Rice, who's my hero. I may I may endow a a, a journalism scholarship. <laughs> the winner, the, in, the 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 student that wins my journalism scholarship gets five bucks. <laughs> five bucks. <laughs> Maybe Take a canteen of want. Ames Tap too, like fresh Ames Tap. There you, you go. <laughs> Bush Light. He is a sick and tired of people who claim to be professionals like you. That's right. Tell them taking pot shots at a fan base that have been through a lot. That was my favorite part. They've been through the vic- a lot. The victim really balls. Have. The victim yeah. balls. It's a victim. Every time a select few shows, a select few, just a little. You should be embarrassed, Pat Forty. It says, it's a small thing and you won't care, which is true. But you're <laughs> banned from our radio station, Sports Radio WNML in Knoxville. And I will literally, literally, Fight anybody on our staff who tries to have you on. You are not welcome here. I don't like Jimmy Himes' chances. I gotta say that, that I don't know if he's going to win that fight. He's, he's, are you actually just giving us a, nice a tale of the tape, Sully? <laughs> like, like they're yes. actually going to square off in front of the coffee maker in the break it room? Says literally. I don't know, Brian. I have been on this radio station many times. Maybe I do know Brian. I, I don't. I don't recall ever being on with him. I don't think he'd have anyone like me on, nor should he. But. Like when you show up at work, are you like Brian Rice? Please report to HR. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I've had people uh, hate mail, hate. We've all done, and we've all gotten this hate uh, oh, yeah. messages, uh, death threats, threats against my children, crazy, horrible things people will say about your family, all because of whatever. I have never, though, had someone say, I'm going to beat up other people <laughs> because they hated me so much. I'm going to kick the hell out of my coworkers because I hate you so much. 
It's a pretty good point. Like, you know, you give them originality points there for, you know, going going that extra step. I will commit workplace violence if anyone tries to have you on the station. And the fact of the matter is, what Pete wrote was worse than what I wrote, but Pete didn't <laughs> say it on Twitter. He wrote he it in, it his, it in his actual column. Well, he's kicked them. And this is like oh, death row records. Like, where do these people like, work? <laughs> I, I was not spared. And actually, <laughs> you know what? I actually just committed whataboutism. So I, I, I retract that. I said, well, Except what about Pete? You. He was worse. <laughs> there you go. The media is always picking on you, Pat. They are. Always. <laughs> We're just victims. Been through a lot. Uh, they've been through a lot. That was my favorite part. Really was. You know, it's like. <laughs> been through a lot. People Sometimes in Haiti that lose. keep having earthquakes and, you know, live in hovels and everything. Yeah, they've been through a little bit, but they haven't been through bad officiating. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They didn't have an inadvertent whistle and a bad spot on a fourth down. They've been through a lot in Knoxville. Come well, on. You didn't even mention Derek Dooley or <laughs> Philip Palmer. <laughs> My therapist would agree with you, Pat. <laughs> yeah. We have been through a lot. It's been brutal. Been through a lot. Be nice, what? Pat. Yeah. yeah. I hope everybody down there gets their ass kicked just for even thinking of having you on. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is on to something. They've been through a lot in Tennessee. Been through a lot. Yeah. Well, look. This is where we're at. Uh, all right. Quickly before we get to the news. I could not let that banishment go. Uh, speaking <laughs> of a lot, Dick Vitale. Yeah. Mm. Hero to all for his decades now of raising money in the fight against cancer, particularly uh, the worst kind of cancer, the ones that strike children. Whether you, you know, Dick Vitale is a great energetic broadcaster, uh, terrific guy. Uh, some people don't like his style, whatever. That's his style. He's a broadcaster. He's an entertainer. Nobody can dispute what he has done in the fight against cancer. He himself, for the second time this year, is fighting cancer. So we want to take a moment for our thoughts to him. He's a man with great energy and purpose. And uh, we're, we wish him well here on this podcast. and hope everyone else does, too. If you really want to honor him, uh, donate to the Jimmy V Foundation. I, I, I You know, that guy, man... It's one thing when your friend gets cancer, what, in 1993 or something? And you go, I'm going to do everything I can to keep that going all these years later. Yeah. And 28 years later. Yeah. No. Yeah. Incredible. Every year throws the big gala, you know, pushes the Jimmy V passionately when they uh, do the Jimmy V class classic. Uh, I mean. Visits with kids. I mean, it's yeah. Just no, that's. Uh, my my quick personal story on that front. Good family friend uh, who was, I believe, 44 at the time with four children diagnosed with stomach cancer. And the diagnosis was bad, you know, and in talking to his wife, like, you know, hey, is there anything we can do? And she's like, you know, if you could maybe just get some people, maybe to just give them a call for a little pep talk and everything. And so I asked, I asked Dick, I said, hey, would you mind? You kidding me? He couldn't wait to do it. He called twice, you know? I mean, that's that's Dick Vitale. Didn't know him from Adam. Very busy man. 2005 at the peak of his, you know, broadcasting where he's running all over the country. Drops everything and calls this guy two times to tell him, hey, we're thinking of you. Keep fighting. That's Dick Vitale. Yeah. 
Terrific guy. All right, let's get to the news. So this is, uh, you guys mentioned it on on the Monday Overreaction because we saw this all coming, obviously. But this is a fascinating story. Nick Rolovich, Washington State, former Washington State head coach, has uh, is out. He was fired on Monday or replaced or whatever, along with four assistant coaches uh, because he refused to comply with the state's COVID-19 vaccine mandate, which requires that uh, all all state employees get the vaccine or they cannot work for the state of Washington. And so uh, Rolovich would not get the vaccine. He had been saying very, very little about this along the way. And so he has walked away from a $3.2 million a year job. Uh, the team, the Cougars are on a three-game win streak and starting to play pretty well. It's his second year there. Uh, he had a, a nice run at, at Hawaii. Uh, his alma mater. They won the league a couple years ago and then got the Washington State job. He's, he's certainly a very interesting uh, guy. I think Pete put it best. Uh, it's sort of like this classic 2021 story, like a, a vaccine mandate takes down. There are a lot of people or certainly some people who are choosing to quit their jobs. Uh, this is one of the more famous ones. Kyrie Irving is probably is the most famous in sport. Now he's giving up a $36 million payday this year. And a shot at the NBA title, and a hundred and like eighty six million more in an extension. I mean, Kyrie, <laughs> Kyrie's really giving up the cash, but he could still get the vaccine like today, and he'll be playing. You know, I mean, Vegas still has the Brooklyn Nets as the favorite because they assume he's going to get it. Rolovich is out. Uh, he's replaced by defensive quarter Jake Dickard. I don't think if he changed his idea right now, he'd get his job back. I don't know. Uh, he's only forty two. I don't know the where he works. Again, I don't know if he gets a power five job again. Maybe it's got to be a certain place. Uh, but this is uh, an incredible, incredible deal. I'm, I, I don't quite know how to say it. He has every right in the world to refuse the vaccine. Uh, he's going to pay with his job and, and his career and a lot of money. So it's it's uh, it's it is what it is. I, I, I certainly uh, respect his opinion to do whatever he wants. I think it's a little different than Kyrie and that he's the head coach. And there's a lot of people relying on you and a lot of people left out to dry on this he he took his stand and uh he's out pat thoughts look i think it's uh, absolutely just a a brutal blow for the team and you hear coaches talk about commitment to the team commitment to the team commitment to the team buy-in alignment all those things well you're not only losing your head coach on a dime in the middle of the season you're losing half the staff and that's where it gets really problematic. I mean, so you see places that will fire a head coach, but the rest of the staff is there still doing the job. This is literally half of your full-time assistant on-field coaching staff is out right now. And they all saw this coming a couple of months ago, and they they said, okay, we're, we're just not going to do it. And, yeah, it's, their, it's absolutely their right, and it's Washington's right to enforce the mandate that's been passed down from the governor. It's not the first vaccine mandate we've had in America by any stretch. Uh, a lot of them have been controversial. This one's right along with it, although it's interesting talking or reading some things from people who are uh, vaccine historians, I guess you would say, or disease historians, that they've never seen it along party lines like it is now. I can't pretend to tell you for sure what Nick Rolovich's uh, uh, political persuasions are, but this has become very, very political, which adds just another element to this. But if you're a Washington State player... I would I would feel very disappointed in my coaching staff that they basically chose 
to bail on this season. Washington State is not a place that you happen upon. Like, Dan, you went to UMass because it was your local kind of state school 60 miles away. There's not much around Washington State, right? Spokane's somewhat nearby. But if you are a football player, a power five level football player, a power five level football coach, you have to make an effort to go to Pullman. They, They aren't pulling a lot of talent from their backyard. So that's a long winded way to say a lot of people blew up their lives to go to Pullman, Washington. The coaching and coaching staffs moved there. Players left their families. It's certainly a good place, and it's certainly a place that's had a lot of successes, but it's it's not a place you happen upon. Uh, you have to be very intentional about going to Washington State. And I think my predominant feeling today, and I have a story come about this uh, on, on Yahoo on Tuesday, is that a whole lot of people got left in the lurch here. You've got a team that has half its coaching staff gone. You've got a goofy offensive system and really only like one person who truly knows how to run it. And you have a bushel of recruits, multiple classes, who chose Nick Rolovich and chose Washington State. All of a sudden, everything's different. And so I just think the reverberations of those coaches and their choice, and they certainly have every right to make that choice, but the reverberations of those, and that's my predominant emotion today, is I feel bad for everybody who's kind of stuck up there with, with no direction. you got interim coach Jake Dickert. They've won three games in a row. They could win the Pac-12 North. They have an excellent quarterback in Jaden Delora who came from uh, who came from Hawaii. He had been committed there before Rolovich got the job. He committed to Leach, but Rolovich knew him because he, he was the coach at Hawaii. You have a, a very talented rising program that, that's hitting its stride right now. And it will be interesting to see how they react and respond to this. Delora was critical of the university on social media, supportive of Rolovich. I saw a few other players who echoed that sentiment. But for the most part, what a weird moment in time for a major college football program. Like, where do you, where do you go? Does everybody just pack up and leave after the season? Like, um, I if they beat BYU this weekend, I give those players a lot of credit because they basically have become the adult. They're like, all right, we're just going to take care of this ourselves. All right, we're going to band together and we're going to take care of this program. So good luck to Dicker. He's a, he's a capable guy. He's got a great reputation. Their defense is playing awesome. Uh, that's really kind of what's carried them through this season. Uh, but boy, that is a difficult lurch that those players, the remaining coaches and those administrators are in. You got to pick the school, not just the coach. And that's that's tough. But, you know, there is a lot of great things about Washington State. Uh, and there are some coaches. Again, like I, you know, these mandates are, are their mandates. You can like them or dislike them or believe they work or don't work. But in this case, uh, again, the guy's got every right to do it. But you bet on the wrong horse when you picked him because he's he's prioritizing his views on this above the team. Yes, correct. And that's just demonstrably true. Whether you agree with those opinions or not, other, you know, when you go to a you want when you sign up with a coach, you hope that the priority is the team. Yeah, uh, barring illness in the family or something like that. Like the team is the sole focus and I'll do anything for my team and I'll never abandon my players. He's abandoning. He is prioritizing something else, uh, regardless of of how you view that decision. And so when you're a player, that's a that's a tough, tough one. Now, at the same time, you know, again, there's a lot of guys that didn't do that. There are some other coaches. This is going to be tough, tough sledding from here on out for Washington State. But, um, you know, so it, it's 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 just an unusual situation for the most part. I think. Uh, I mean, this is why we've got one guy doing it. Not everyone's got these mandates, of course. Most states don't. 
but maybe there'd be more resignations. It's just, it's, it's hard to imagine a lot of coaches choosing to walk away from their team over, over this belief, but it certainly uh, couldn't have been done. I, I wish we heard from Rolovich. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he has not articulated whatever his beliefs are at all. Yeah. Is, I mean, Kyrie was not particularly articulate in his articulations. <laughs> he rarely but is at least, about anything. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you're not really expecting much out of that. But yeah. this is a head coach. This is a 42-year-old guy. This is a guy who said, trust me. Uh, we don't know what he said. We don't know what his beliefs are. I would love to hear him. Yeah. Um, it, it's just a fascinating case. But he's it out. Is. And uh, Washington State season will not be the same. The program is disarray. I mean, it's just tough. You think about those assistants, and I, you know, I know it's kind of like they always are moving around. But, like, I guarantee you someone on that staff's got like three kids in elementary school and they're like, yeah, we're going to yeah. move. Right. You're not, in the middle you're not going to finish the year at that third grade you love. Cause right. I bet yeah, on the wrong horse. My boss yeah. just quit. And we're being dismissed for cause. And there we go. You know what? You, you're not getting well, a Well, even the ones that, that did get vaccinated, but oh, right. Be a change yeah. in yeah. the head. Co- you know, right. it's just, yeah. it's just, they got three months, yeah, right? Sucks. Four months, their clock's right. ticking. I don't, I don't have the yeah. contracts in front of me, but they, they usually right. don't go through the spring, you know? Um, no. Yeah. A lot of people affected by that decision. The, but, uh, uh, I mean, the other thing, just from a tangible, like, how do you get through this year situation, if it's Alabama or Clemson and you have 42 analysts sitting around and half of them are former coaches, you can fill your staff needs. Washington State, I looked it up. They have two analysts, I think, uh, two quality control and four GAs. And the GAs look like what they are, like 23, 24-year-old guys. So, I mean, Pete, you're, you you know much more about staffing and that sort of thing, but I, I would have to think that they are going to struggle, at least in-house, to replace these people. I don't know whether you're, you know, all of a sudden start, you know, putting out the one ads for coaches from in the, anywhere in the area. Hey, can you get here by Thursday and help coach up the D-line or what? For three months? For three so months. I think the, the offensive line two months was, at this point, it's two months. They won't even have two months left in the season for Washington mm-hmm. State. Where do you find an O line coach or a D line coach on the street right now in the middle of yeah. October? You know, what I mean, like those guys, they're like, say what you want. And we, we chuckle about staff stuff all the time here, but like, there are only so many like competent guys who can coach five. Offensive line coaching is very difficult. You have the biggest room of anyone on the team, and there's nuance to it, and there's art to it, and it's complicated in terms of protections and and, and all that stuff. So it's not just like grunt hit. There's there's a, there's something to it, and I think that would be the most difficult thing. Is you have this offense that's very unique and it's very niche, and you have a couple of guys who are experts in it who uh, who walked out of the building yesterday. So how do they now? That offense is famously simple, right? Like it's only you know the the leech branch of it is only like a handful of plays and Rolovich has obviously evolved some from that or off that but it, at the end of the day like there are some things that if you're you're playing a game like this where it's like okay you need to you need a blocking scheme to stop a blitz or then that kind of thing and that's that's just some of the stuff that like they, there's some inside baseball here staffing that's actually fairly interesting probably only to me but um there there that is a struggle I'll go Tough break for uh, Wazoo, but uh, that's uh, Coach Rolovich's uh, decision. All right, conference expansion. Yeah, the news, AAC, the American Athletic Conference, after being rebuffed by the schools out west, is examining expansion and receive these applications again. These are hysterical. <laughs> Zip recruiter, 
Do you have a football program? Yes or no? Yes, you're you're in. <laughs> Nobody else can. I mean, this is Equal Opportunity Employment Act has got to be violated by these applications. But whatever. Side door. Uh, looks like the American is going to add Florida Atlantic, Charlotte, North Texas, Texas San Antonio, Rice, and Birmingham this week. They will go to 14-team football league. They're also 14-team basketball league. They got Navy for football. They've got Wichita for basketball, blah, blah, blah. That's a decision. The, the couple obvious ones is why not grab Coastal Carolina? Why not grab Appalachian State? Is this where uh, the we UTEP, the big uh, markets, the, the UTEP uh, lobbying starts, Dan? <laughs> the winning UTEP miners, the bowling UTEP miners. Did you see their celebration? They are. They're bowling, bowling, el- bowl eligible, right? Anyway, why these guys? Yeah. So it's uh, it, it's an interesting moment. So basically, this is done. Uh, by the time <laughs> it's you... only it's only kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> People are getting callous. They're hitting fast forward on this podcast. So like, like, like can't they make fun of Pat for going on Knoxville radio again? <laughs> so remember what I was going to say. Now. <laughs> Why these keep six? it snappy. That's my point. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Why these six? It's very simple. You can see a majority of these six have the same archetype that Louisville had 20 years ago that Utah had 15 years ago that Cincinnati had eight, 10 years ago, Houston, Central Florida, the archetype, like Texas, San Antonio in San Antonio, Alabama, Birmingham in Birmingham could be the paradigm that that league in its different iterations has been proven capable of growing. And so you have a school in a fertile area and it's in a big market and market doesn't matter as much as it should. A lot of people are talking about markets last night. That doesn't matter as much. You have football crazed areas. You have Houston, that North Dallas area is almost its own major metropolitan city where Denton, where North Texas is. You got San Antonio. Birmingham is as football crazed a place as we've been. Charlotte, Charlotte. It's very good. Um, So basically they spread the seeds around. They're planting them. They're watering them with a little extra TV money and some ESPN exposure and they're hoping that they grow. And the, probably the most important inside baseball from this that, that I've gleaned from some reporting today is that the AAC television deal, which is a billion-dollar deal that goes through 2031-32, is essentially supposed to stay intact. So there was a lot of skepticism around, and some people wrote it the last, uh, the last 24 hours, that there was an expectation that that deal got gutted because those three schools left. And as it sits today, Tuesday afternoon, I've been told that the expectation is that if you are one of those eight remaining teams, you are going to stay whole or close to whole or essentially whole from your from the TV side of that deal. The six teams coming in are only getting a partial share. They're going to start at over $2 million and that's going to grow on a scale. They'll probably come in in 2023 depending on some other exits and some different things like that. Everything, we're all waiting on Oklahoma and Texas before some of these things start to go. But that, I think, is is relevant. Now, in the Conference USA TV deal, which is just a terrible TV deal, there's no other way to say it, they're only making like <laughs> 500, 500 grand in, in, in TV money per school. So they're going to get, uh, they're going to get about 4X that and, that's what, money what exactly these... could they get at Conference USA? Like what <laughs> they could get I better mean, than much... flow sports, Dan. They could get better than <laughs> oh, flow no. sports. Okay, 
I tried to watch UTEP opening week on Flow Sports against New Mexico State. I had to pay 25 bucks. And then I just found it on like uh, some bandit TV app. (laughs) It was like the local Las Cruces station was streaming it on their website. Yes. We ended yes. up watching it. Yeah. Right. Yes. You gave you us the hookup. What Pat and I do on Saturday yeah, night. It's not like, <laughs> not out of like Juarez, like Mexican TV. You get. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's your. Uh, more money. More money. Yeah, it's more money. It's more exposure. The, I do think there's a power to being on ESPN still. All right. Like if you are if there is a game on ESPN on a Thursday night, and a game on CBS on Thursday night, CBS Sports there. People are just the ESPN game is going to be on the back in every sports bar in the country. We're, we're going to flip it on in the background. We'll eat dinner on a Thursday night like that has been the recipe that has allowed these biggie schools to grow, these American schools to grow. And I feel like that this is the, just the latest attempt to cook up a new batch. All right, well, let me give you a quick uh, item on uh, UTEP football since you brought it up. We have, I, I have uncovered a secret to the success of the miners. Dan's getting paid off in queso behind the back, by the way, uh, to, to give UTEP uh, propaganda. Go it's ahead, not Dan. even true. I tried to work my sources down there to get more information on the story, and I got nothing. Ignored. <laughs> I got nothing anymore. I used to have that damn town wired. I'm just nobody anymore, I guess. Anyway, this is more publicity than UTEP ever gets. Coach Dana Dimmel, there is a secret to their 6-1 and one start, which, I mean, they it took like five years to win six games previously. Yeah, I'm not even joking. No, you're not. Uh, yeah, literally. Uh, literally going to kick Pat Forty's ass. No, the other guy's ass. <laughs> literally. That's the word of the that's the word of the pod this year. Anyway, here's the secret. Okay, let's do a quick people's court to see if this would work. Okay, people's court. Coach Dimmel and one of his assistants, it appears. Again, I was trying to get more on this, but it does, I, I couldn't because I'm not, the, I, I don't know, not a good reporter. They have a good luck ritual that is leading to victory in 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 uh, at UTEP. They both use the same brand, not the same, but the same brand of body wash. <laughs> so they are showering and using a certain brand of body wash, both of them. And since they have have synced their body wash again, not the same jar. They're not like going over each other's house. No double stuff. dipping. <laughs> no. <laughs> They are winning. So, Pat, is the secret to UTEP success actually using the same brand of body wash? What kind is it? should try this on we the pod? We should all be using it. <laughs> well, well, I couldn't even find that out. UTEP wouldn't email me back. I mean, I, I don't even know. I figure, look, what's the, they're the miners and they got the pickaxe. It's Axe yeah. body wash, clearly. So <laughs> that's what they're, that's the secret. And that's why it's working. I, I, I think it's abundantly clear and obviously effective so they they get it done look they, boy, how else do you explain utep being six and one there's no good explanation for it so that's body wash for the win it's true could be yeah could be Pete, now can i think it's the do you think it's go, working go ahead do i think it's is the body wash working <laughs> i want more detail i want more detail <laughs> Pete's holding out. Pete's withholding his yeah, opinion. God bless, for now God bless to- Dana Demel. He should win every coach of the year award. If you get UTEP to a he bowl, should. you should get a statue built of you. Um, he had really? 
yeah, he had to turn that ship around, man. God, God bless him. Dana Dimble's been around now, right? Like he was coach at Houston yeah. 20 years ago. He, uh, he yep. worked for Bill Schneider and those are some dog years, not in his younger days either. Like when Brett Bielman, the Stoops just did like he, that was kind of a late career, uh, move for him there. And, uh, yeah, Dana's getting it done. God bless him. You know, he doesn't look old. His skin is moisturized <laughs> and foliated or look whatever that pores. is. He looks good. Yeah. yeah, he looks young. Uh, clearly from wash. this mystery body wash. The body wash uh, and the El Paso water must be good, too, yes, in the shower. There is no know. water. There's no water in El Paso. That's the problem. Um, Nate Ryan of uh, KVIA, ABC7, uh, with that detail, uh, does a bang-up job covering the miners. So there you go. We have that. Just wanted to get that out there if you bring it up. Can I just say that the... the, the, the that we have reached in the you know the predatory nature of of realignment you know it starts with the SEC killing the Big 12 the Big 12 then kills the AAC the AAC tries to kill the Mountain West but instead has to veer off and absolutely gut Conference USA and this is when you get down to the gritty end of the food chain here you know <laughs> it's kind of getting grim <laughs> It's last call at the dive bar. <laughs> Who's going home with you, Matt? Yeah. When, when all of a sudden rice is in demand, uh, you know, things are getting, the pickings are getting slim down there. But it's like, now poor Conference USA, you lose half of your teams and you got not many options. They're like the, the, the old uh, evolution thing, you know, like Australopithecus is figuring it out, how to be a, an ape from a human. And they're, they're Neanderthal, and the Neanderthal chain just kind of ends. I think that's Conference <laughs> USA. They're running into the, the survival of the fittest. They're about out. Uh, also, let's say this. One of our favorites, uh, Kay's Lounge in Houston. Oh, Kay's yeah. Lounge in Houston, which was deemed by Carter Blackburn of CBS with the, with the all-time title of... Best dive bar in Conference USA. Yeah. <laughs> Which good dive if bar. you know anything about Conference USA <laughs> is one hell of a statement. <laughs> that is that's a heck of a trophy to hold. I Best think it's clo I think it's USA. closed, by the way. Oh, it's sad. Really? I think it's closed. Well, I think it's closed. <laughs> if it's open, it's now the best dive bar. Oh, it's Married to the death of the Conference yeah. USA. That's Lounge, they could have figured out a solution. They could have got a better, better TV deal brokered. They could have got some better people <laughs> at the table. Flow Sports. Uh, well, we, all of the all the pillars of of Conference USA are falling yeah. apart. This is a, a serious realignment question, though. Um, so, if you are right now the best of what's around in Conference USA, meaning Southern Miss. Marshall, Louisiana Tech, no offense, Dan, probably not UTEP, uh, geographically anyway. Um, Western FIU, Kentucky, a, Yeah, Western Kentucky Middle. If you're one of those, if you're those schools, but I really will focus on this conversation on Southern Miss, Louisiana Tech, and Marshall. Do you go to the Sun Belt? Do you just say, hey, this makes more geographic sense. Let's go to the Sun Belt. They have an ESPN deal. Let's go figure it out. Yeah, I would. Absolutely. I just, like if... Again, I don't know what exactly would constitute being an attractive commodity. Is Louisiana Tech actually attractive? Is it just being in Louisiana? Southern Miss, that program's gone to hell. I'm, I'm sorry, I but mean, they're We're bad. down to just bodies at this point. <laughs> yeah, just, yes, we are. <laughs> yeah. Marshall, which has actually had some success, but they're in Huntington, West Virginia. I mean, they bring very little to the table. So 
I mean, if I were them, hell yeah, I'd, I would run to sun, the Sun Belt and say, please take us in. And Conference USA again hits the Neanderthal end of the line, and they're done. Oh, no. What's going to happen to UTEP? They're just going to play New Mexico State, like yeah, they're going to play year. six home and home with, with New Mexico State. <laughs> home and home and home again, and home and home, and <laughs> home, and home. wear out I ten, just yes. back and forth. Exactly. That's why Mario started that bootleg whiskey business. They needed other, they yeah, needed other streams. <laughs> Mario uh, Motion AD, there, friend of the friend of the pod. Um, friend of the pod, great anyone job Anyone who makes there. alcohol in their athletic department is going to be a friend of the pod, let's be honest. One benefit of this uh, American realignment is Memphis and UAB <laughs> are going to play all the time, and it reignites the, quote, battle of the bones. <laughs> yes, yes. They compete over a 100-pound bronze rack of ribs. <laughs> The great trophies in college sports. Live pod. We got to do a live pod. We got to go. We got to go. This trophy is glorious. It looks like that. It looks like those ribs they throw on Fred Flintstone's car that flips <laughs> over. Like. The brontosaurus ribs. Yes. Yeah. They have not met since 2012. Uh, they also, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, look, you got to pump up the league. I know we have some American... Uh, athletic conference uh, execs that listen. We need to challenge, like, I mean, Memphis and, and Birmingham each have great barbecue, many, many great barbecue places. Oh, pick yes. one from each. They should each kick, cook 50-pound ribs in the corner of the end zone, like smoke them. Absolutely. And the, end, the winning team gets the ribs, too, the real now ribs. That's, Ooh, yes. That that's a great good. idea. So the that's, I mean, just, and you got your Birmingham ribs and your Memphis ribs. Done. The smokers in the corner, everything up. This is going to be great. That's my, my thinking was why have a bronze thing of ribs? Yeah. Have an actual edible trophy. Have, they yeah. can make it the real ribs. Just pull them off the smoker and you feed it to the winning team. That's this is a great looking trophy, though. It really it is. It's, it so is. Much, it's almost as good as that one Toledo and Bowling Green, which just the <laughs> I-75 <laughs> interstate sign. It's like, what? <laughs> Who wants that? So where do we get our ribs from? Rendezvous in Memphis? Rendezvous I'm a or state line uh, guy. No, uh, state line's good. State, state line's good. line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep, Dreamland yep. in Birmingham. Is that unimaginative? I love Dreamland. Some people don't like it. Um, I love Dreamland. Or think it's they think yeah. it's overhyped. I I I'm very pro Dreamland. What's the one over the line in, in the other town, Pat? That one's pretty good too. Well, um, yeah, you go to Archibald's out Archibald's. in Archibald's. Yeah. Yeah, in Tuscaloosa. I don't know whether they have an outlet in Birmingham or not. Yeah, Archibald's is good. I, I I mean, look, ribs in those towns. You, if you find bad ribs, you're really you're really yeah, working. You're, for you're it. doing it right. Like, yeah, it's almost impossible. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Also, like, just keep that white sauce away from me. Oh uh, yeah, no, the white no, sauce. Yeah. That's yeah. There's no cause for that when you got all the other good sauces. No. Yeah. No, exactly. No. There you go. We're already fired up about this. Uh, AAC oh yeah. Deal. Bring it on. That's 2023 is that when is that when they get to play? What was it? 2023 right, is when it should happen. Uh, and that's okay. the earliest thing can happen. So it should have, I think it's a 19th month ex 19 month exit window from conference USA. And, uh, some of it depends on a, uh, a few other variables that are, uh, that are going on. Okay. So additional details on, uh, Jimbo Fisher and the, the rampant speculation that he might want to go leave Texas A&M and go to, uh, LSU that is now open his quote. I plan on being here and fulfilling this contract. I love everything about this place. Yeah. Here's he didn't say no. No, here's 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 where these these coaches have got to be like, 
damn it, Scott, where were, did you have to do it now? Because now I got to answer. I got to deflect for six weeks. I have got to deflect a long ass time. Uh, if it's, you know, you do this in mid-November, eh, I got to deflect for a week or two. So now they've got to deflect a long time. And, you know, they, they, people can, they'll say whatever they need to say just, just to try to alleviate heat. But nothing anybody says now matters. What are, we'll check back in a month or month and a half and see what they're saying. Yeah, Mel Tucker, it's not, you know, is he a thing? I mean, he, he declined uh, comment back when he was at Florida State about LSU. I have no comment on that. He said back in 2015, I have a policy. I don't speak about other jobs. It's unfair to the players there, players that are here, the coaches here and there. Oh, there's no job opening at that time, I guess. Then he threw the Christmas tree out in front of his house eventually. All right. Also, we have the There was a great like Twitter gag. Somebody put his A&M cowboy boots next to the Christmas tree. Yeah. (laughs) In a picture. I thought that was like pretty high end, uh, pretty good high end comedy. But (laughs) I I, I do have to say, Dan, uh, it sounds like you listened to the pod that you missed. I believe I said this. I did. Um, uh, on the pod, you know, when you're in coaching season, when somebody's beach house, ranch house, or lake house comes up, right? So yeah, when, yeah. when Jimbo said, oh, I hunt here, I have a ranch here. That's like when you know you're in the jargon of the coaching thing. Oh, well, he could get that job. I mean, he has a beach house three hours away. Like that is like immediately <laughs> you're in the vernacular of like the, uh, of the coaching because he couldn't live in Baton Rouge and have a ranch in Texas. So, oh, uh, no, never. Yeah, that I think, uh, I, that I, final week is going to be beautiful theater because they close in Baton Rouge. Is that right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Pacemaker. Oh, you can't, Pacemaker you can't make it up. Yeah. Oh, Pacemaker Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Jimbo just Jimbo the game's over and he just takes his duffel bag and moves into the office there in Baton Rouge. Yeah. <laughs> and then they try to punch him. Everyone's trying to punch a pacemaker. <laughs> switch places. Maybe Coach yeah. O goes over there. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, More people punching we people. Switch, before we switch off this, did you see the text I just sent to the group text? Yes, yes. I'll, I'll get oh, to that. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. so that's part like the Athletic did a pretty, great story on this. It was great. Yeah, the great story on the on the Ogeron. It, it's not, you know, people are like, oh, he just he's losing. It's more than that. Uh, he he was struggling with, uh, you know, he'd gotten gotten divorced. He'd been been out in the town a little bit, this or that. There were all sorts of different things. So one of the reports in the Athletic was that uh, he had uh, – apparently been flirting or hitting on a, a a booster's pregnant wife. You know, I thought that was kind of unfair to mention that she was pregnant because it's really, I mean, like, is it appropriate if she wasn't pregnant? Like, and co- that's Coach O's thing? I, I'm not going to judge. Whatever. We're not here to judge. I just felt it was, an, it was just not important. And then it turns out, in one of the great editor notes of all time, and I, I don't mean to bring this up about the athletics. Everyone regrets the error, but editors note, this story has been updated to reflect that the women, the woman Ed Orgeron encountered at a gas station was not pregnant, as previously reported. So I didn't think we should shame anybody on that. It just felt like a detail that was unnecessary. So, Classic Coach college o, sports story. Coach O's got like 16 million bucks now. He's going to have some might have some time on his hand. Yep. Look out. Look Watch out. your back at Texaco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even uh, going to add what I was going to add. <laughs> probably probably for the best. Coach O's yeah. still coaching, of course. Team looked pretty good last week. Uh, they're playing Ole Miss this week. Kiffin's claiming that uh, uh, Matt Corral is, uh, is injured. He's not in very good shape, said Kiffin. He hasn't been for the last two days. Hopefully he will play. 
but I don't feel good about that right now. Uh, Coach O immediately said, sounds like a smoke screen. <laughs> I agree with Coach O. Although uh, Corral was banged up at the end of that game when he, he was dodging bottles and mustard and golf balls and things of that nature. Well, a quick update on that. 18 arrested, 47 were ejected from the old Miss UT game. And the Vols are, are down 250 grand in uh, revenue sharing. I have questions. I have questions about that. Is that they were ejected during the game? Is that after looking at the video as they are allegedly going to do, which I think well, will I, be a completely fruitless I assume they were ejected exercise. for just various things. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't think because I, I had, believe it or not, this may shock you. I had several Tennessee fans say, see, this was just 65 people and you're trying to make it like it's a whole fan base. Well, it's 65 people during the game. That we know of. We don't know really any of the details. Have they looked at any of the videotape they're going to do yet? You know, identified other people. And this is like the classic speed trap on I-75. You get 65, well, there's 6,500 that are going right on by, and they ain't getting caught. I, to me, I, the way you end this is you start, you start expelling some students and, yeah, arresting people. That's going to end real quick. Yeah. That's, well, that's the thing. Sizable deterrent. Meaningful deterrence. Yeah. Like, you know, you can't go to school here if you're if you're hucking mustard bottles at people. And that's just a that's just waste of mustard. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was like classic. Let's do just enough. Right. Like, but I mean, even the fine was what you get fined for running on the field in your third offense. Yeah. I right. thought the most interesting political note of this was the chancellor came out the night and said she was disgusted. Something like that. She came out over the top with like, you know, and then. Ever since then, she let Greg Sankey be the meat shield. Greg Sankey gives the fine. And she did release one statement locally about the arrests. But for the most part, she was not going to get in the way of the Vol's success because that would hurt her tenure, yeah. perception-wise, oh. from the base. So Next thing you know, her coworkers are going to get their ass kicked just for talking <laughs> to her. Like, can't have. That's good. Like That's Greg Sankey doing business at a high level there. Hey, Dondi, Chancellor Plowman, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Don't worry. We'll, I'll we'll be take the mean the, guy. We'll yeah. take the heat It was here. also, look, but it was Sankey, you know, the statement was stronger than the sanctions from Sankey. Oh, yeah. You know. Yes. There's no question. So, yeah, there's we'll no see, question. We'll see where it happens. Yeah, they, uh, they may come up with some more stuff. We'll see. Throw a few guys out and, uh, and we'll get there. The way the news cycle is going this week, we'll have forgotten about this story by Saturday. Yeah. No kidding. I, I mean, a fan unruliness. Like, I mean, Tennessee's got a, the, the fans are right about this. I mean, it's not like any other, the fans are, I don't think one fan base is better than any of the other fan bases or there's maybe degrees, but. Right. No, I mean, all look. fans are crazy. It's short for fanatic. There's only yes. bad fans everywhere. Yeah. Well, I have we not have... seen a 20 minute delay of people throwing crap at their cheerleaders before, <laughs> but yes. hey, you know, never. Yeah, yeah. I but, people but can yes, stop can tweeting find... me like some obscure like Division three game that happened in 1998 where the, the game was delayed four minutes because someone threw a coke can on. This just stop, all right? Like, have <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you gotten a lot of that this week, Pat? <laughs> oh, a ton. Yeah, one guy. The Iowa fans were pelting the field with beer cans. No, that was one can, dude. Yeah, everybody Sorry. does it. That's part yeah. of the. That's how yes. you deflect. Yeah. It's the right. same. It's like, did you, uh, I'll be waiting for your column yeah. about Nazi Germany invading <laughs> Poland. I think that's a little bit worse. 
Where's that story? Yeah. You just hate the ball. You didn't like, choose to write about that because you're the two. You you hate Tennessee. It's like no, we don't. We really don't give a. Sh-. And two, <laughs> you just need the clicks from Vol Nation. Now, well, there's like a, a billion more Ohio State people and a billion more Texas people. Come on, people don't understand what clickbait is. Clickbait no. is. The Dallas Cowboys need to uh, sign Tim Tebow and LeBron James to make a Super Bowl push. That's clickbait. Yes. Yes. Okay. Writing about the to some team that doesn't do it. So, yeah, we don't really hate you, but uh, anyway, I don't. You know, as long as people are getting pummeled because of you, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy. We're, we're going to need. We need some eyes and ears in the animal studios uh, to Wednesday. Yeah, when, please report. When yes. Yeah. We need video of the fight. I think that's not too much to ask. All right. I'm in we've, favor. We've fight, given that fight, animal fight. a lot of content. Yeah. yeah. We want Sully, Sully's got connections down there. Sully, yeah. you, you, need to, you need to set up a mole. Work your I'll sources, Sully. Okay. Work your sources. Fight out by the dumpster behind school. Three o'clock. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> we'll fight during the traffic report on the eights. <laughs> Traffic and weather on the eights is going to be a throwdown. <laughs> we'll fight during the report. <laughs> Can't wait. I'm downloading the app right now. I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen until I get details. I'm just all sports animal now. <laughs> it does seem like there's a lot of sports talk in Knoxville, Sully. Is that accurate? I. Is there more than yeah, one? There's two station? major. There's sports two major stations. Yeah, there are two major stations. So. But yeah, Sports Animals, the official voice of the balls. That's where the games air. So, which well, one does the, the one ball you're ball partial thing. to, Sully? Is that the one you're partial to? Partial? Uh, I've been on Sports I've, Animal I've, many times. I work. I worked for both of them during oh. my college days, so I, I'm oh. not really partial for. All right, so if one. we had let's let's take Pat out of it. Let's say they the two stations had like an Anchorman, one of those Anchorman <laughs> street fights. I got to go with Fan Run. They're they're a little the, bit younger. The scrappy underdog. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The establishment. It's like Burgundy, right? He's like kind of soft at the end there. Like the scrappy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Pat's seen Anchorman, by the way. Have you, Pat? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Oh, <laughs> if God. you didn't see it, oh, was famous. I'm going to send, you the, I'm gonna send you the DVD, Pat. All iconic American movies you missed. <laughs> I'm going to send you the DVD. I'm going to spend the $8. Wait, wait, Pat has a DVD player still? Oh, yeah. I, I don't even know whether we still have a DVD player. Oh, oh my God. How do you I not said see Pat Anchorman. almost famous on DVD uh, not that long ago, and he watched it and enjoyed funny, it, by the way. Yeah. yeah First off, you, Anchorman's on TV like every other <laughs> night, and in the movie... Okay. I never turn like on the new TV. Movie. I don't turn on the TV unless I'm watching live sports. So, you know, but <sighs> this is not swam. a new phenomenon. This isn't just like old man, though. I mean, I, I missed all the movies back in the 80s and stuff, too. I had friends say, do you ever see Star Wars? You've never seen anything. Yeah, I saw Star Wars. The, the good thing about Anchorman is it mocks like the part of our media profession. It's sort of a parody of right. broadcast journalists. Which yeah, I kind of I think we all up. know enough broadcast journalists that we can like appreciate a good parody of them. Spoiler alert, there's a street fight. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We won't tell you who wins if it's the sports animal Anchorman. or the other one. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to ruin the plot of Anchorman out there. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to tweet you again. I was going to watch that oh, tonight. Oh, man. I was gonna... Godfather, I was Anchorman, around to that. Godfather, Anchorman. No spoiler. Plot. I was finally yeah. getting around to that. Jeez, uh, Burgundy. Little Big Ten news here. Um, Although this, uh, I'm suspicious of this. 
but <laughs> it, well, maybe it's true. Maybe it's true. Uh, a, a study conducted. Yeah, see, this operation always has bad. They have bad metrics, but but it maybe it's true. I don't know. A survey conducted by twenty four seven Wall Street, uh, which is like a click farm. Uh, ranked each county in America by their excessive drinking rates. Uh, this includes uh, adults who either binge drink or drink heavily. Uh, binge drinking is four drinks for a woman or five drinks for a man in a single session, uh, also known as Tuesday afternoon for some of us. <laughs> is that An without going to the bathroom? A, is that how you define a single session? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so they uh, ranked the 50 drunkest counties in America. And uh, amazingly, this is what I'm a little skeptical of, although kind of, because I have been there, the top 11 drunkest counties are all in Wisconsin. <laughs> now, if you do remember, during COVID quarantine, the Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled that you are not allowed to close bars. They literally ruled it unconstitutional that it was you had to open the bar. So, I mean, give it that. Uh, but anyway, the top 11 drunkest counties. Uh, let's see. Uh, Iowa. 41 of the top 50. In yeah. So it just wow. doesn't seem right. Yeah. That's that's, a I, I am skeptical. That's I am a skeptical. Wow. I'm also I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited by it, but I'm skeptical. It's just uh, some of these other ones. I mean, you can't. Why are why is everyone in Wisconsin totally hammered, but no one in Iowa or Michigan? I mean, right. It doesn't. It's, it's got to be a, a, a thing. Anyway, the drunkest county, if though, you watched I Wisconsin's cannot argue with this. this year, because if you watch Wisconsin's <laughs> offense, you'd be on five drinks by three. Oh, <laughs> Pete, you, you stole my line. I was sitting on by the time they yeah. punt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time they punt. Yeah, you're, you're the, the funeral. The funeral workers are going to get some good work if you you had to drink every time they punt it. <laughs> the drunkest county in America is Otagami County, which uh, the the county seat is Appleton, Wisconsin. I've been to a few times. I, I'll say this. Yeah, yeah, might be. <laughs> <laughs> might be straight up checks out. Huh? Checks out. Eh, I mean, you know, I, I you know, I don't know how they like. Do you count visitors? Because like seems like Vegas, but if you're talking pure residents, just just trudging down to the corner and getting just hammered every night. <laughs> talking about say, the Packers, yeah. I mean, for those of us we've been to Wisconsin home games, whoa! And I do, I very vividly remember the first Marquette basketball game I went to, like 2000 something, when Tom Crean had it going. Uh, and they were playing Louisville. Big new game. Big game starting at noon, and like there were kids outside the arena when it on an eighteen degree day, just slugging full milk jugs of beer at like ten a.m. I was like, "Wow, okay, this is we're we're in with the professionals now." Well, they, was, these guys had the original micro, like the little craft beer. They all had breweries. All these little towns. Yeah, yeah. And they just made all they made was was lager and pilsners, <laughs> right? There's like once a season where I'm like walking to a game. Usually I'm wearing like a sport coat and a tie and whatever. And I look around and it's like a nice sunny day and everybody's just playing cornhole and getting hammered. And I'm like, boy, wouldn't it be bad to just chuck my laptop in the car and go join them and just take it like a like a um, 
Yeah, I, I think in all of our contracts, we should get one day of like Saturday hooky where we can just completely disappear <laughs> for the day and just go. I mean, it, really, we're getting to know our listeners and our readers, right? And just really just blend in. Every time I've walked to a Wisconsin game, I've looked around and been like, my Lord, I'm on the wrong side of the fence today. Like, whoa. <laughs> I think that's what Wetzel did last weekend. He took a, a hooky day. He just all of a sudden disappeared off the grid. Next I just thing went for Austin and got hammered. I NC State, Dan. I just hope you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, remember you, Dan got, you got up a, at the Wisconsin. big Alabama-LSU game, Pat. The three of us. No, got, yeah. Uh, yeah. You never know where I'm at. Never know where I'm at. Because, like, Wisconsin, you, you know, we've seen, Did like. Did you throw uh, the mustard bottle, Dan? Is this where we're going? Did you throw the French's <laughs> bottle at Lane Kiffin? I'm kicking the hell out of executive producers at the radio station <laughs> right now. <laughs> building up an aura here of intrigue this is great because if you if you know you see like wisconsin like madison's a beautiful town milwaukee you see like uh you know the golf courses and stuff like that but like you, you get out to like like you want to know wisconsin it's like th that making a murderer it's those <laughs> like where they just show that junkyard like those guys get that's most of the state god bless it i mean so yeah Fond du Lac or 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 or, or manitowoc or uh lacrosse like those places really know how to drink it's not flashy <laughs> not flashy but not flashy it's intense yeah it's yeah. intense oh. they'll get after it and uh god bless them so uh drunken wisconsin the rest of the country's just got to step up that's it you know what i mean the map was hilarious and also i think extremely specious and dubious but it was like you know, they, they did the, the drunkest counties in red and it's like all gray except for Wisconsin's almost completely red. And then there's some in Minnesota and then there's like a random one in North Dakota and one in South Dakota. I, I, I have to think there's a few other places where they can they can get as, as deeply troubled in their drinking as in all of Wisconsin. According to the uh, the details here, 31 percent of the resident adults in Ottaguami County, uh, binge or heavy drink? 31%. That's pretty high. One out of three are getting after it. Yeah, so. Hopefully they're not driving my Uber the next time I'm there. Well, yeah. Hope so. <laughs> so. All right. That'll wrap up our, our pod. We'll do Race for the Case later this week. A uh, bunch of uh, games to pick. We didn't talk a whole lot of real football here, but there was plenty of issues. Appreciate everyone listening. Uh, continue to subscribe. Leave us nice reviews. We appreciate those. Tell your friends about us on social media and all that everywhere else. And 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 uh, you see a fight, uh, you know, might be Pat's fault. Talk to you later.